Kiara and oh my gosh can you believe I'm back on the microphone (laughs) it's been a few weeks y'all and I can't lie I missed you I haven't been getting any comments any texts any updates on my downloads so to be here right now do is super exciting but I'm not alone. I got a friend with me and her name is Risa and I'm so excited that she came all the way from Michigan. She from Flint, y'all, to be in Tampa with me and to record and spend some time. So welcome, Risa. I would not want to open up this new chapter of For Own Sake without you. So hey, Aww. girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. <laughs> What's up? Nothing. I'm glad to be here. You know, I don't I think I've been uh, a guest on only one podcast so what? far. So I'm excited. <laughs> Wait, what do they say? Oh, is that Detroit? What up, though? Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I just like the line. You got to say it then. What up, though? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you tell the folks about you and then we can tell them how we met, y'all. This is crazy. <laughs> it's some 90 Day Fiance type stuff. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm Larissa. Um, As she said, I'm from Flint, Michigan. Um, I currently live in Lansing. So uh, fellow Spartan, if any of you guys are Michigan State fans (laughs) and uh I'm just a girl that's discovering herself as a woman and going through the trials and tribulations of life girl you fit right in with us realness folks because that's what we're doing every day we're just trying to figure that thing out I'm here for it yes so welcome so y'all me and Risa met on some like total what the heck is going on between the sheets and mountain (laughs) we met like on some crazy stuff right like, okay, do you want me to tell him or you want to tell him? You go ahead. <sighs> Y'all, so I was on a podcast um, Facebook page. I was invited to join by another friend. And Risa was on a po- in, on that same Facebook page. Shout out to Pod Squad for yes. holding us down. Um, and she was asking for people, for couples to come on her podcast with her husband to just talk about being married. Because she has a podcast that's coming out that we're going to talk about a little bit later. And of course, me being me, I'm like, yeah, girl, like I'll hop on a podcast in the name of sisterhood, in the name of, you know, start from the bottom, now we here type deal. Like, yeah, we go come up together. And we did our episode. I had to kind of like really uh, get Dante to do it because he really, y'all know Dante, like he really be acting like he don't want to do nothing, but then he get on the microphone and talk. Be a natural. Girl. So after begging Dante to get on, we did it. And after we aired the, or after we recorded the episode, we stayed on for like an extra, what, 30 minutes, an hour or so, just straight talking. And from there, like, we exchanged numbers, and we had a little marriage for real um, ch- chat on our phone. Still current. Still, still current. current. <laughs> and then from there, like, a friendship truly blossomed. Like, we call each other twin because we really, like, it's so crazy. Like, I don't even know anyone from Michigan, period. And the fact that we could relate on so much, just on, like, some realness stuff with just, like, Girl, you got this. Pro- Girl, I got this problem too. Or your man be making you mad. Girl, me too. Hold same. on. How about you a cat mom and I'm a cat mom? You Period. don't meet very black women <laughs> that have 
cats, okay? Facts. Like, that is what sold me because Milo, like, he need cousins. Absolutely. Zodi so, lonely, girl. Listen, and I just think that that, like, it couldn't have come at a better time because I was, I've been in a transition, I want to say, for a while now. And I feel like I'm still, it's something that's constant. Like, you're constantly just going through And it's always going to be constant. Like, yes. it's always changing exactly and so like for you to just come into my life or for us to come into each other's lives beautiful so what was that like for you to just like girl meet me and just fall in love and just you know fell in love i'm telling you 90 day fiance (laughs) no i think it was interesting because one the one thing that stood out was like you instantly was like yep i can relate to this listen to these episodes oh yeah and that fell right in line for me because I've only listened to like, you know, big celebrity podcasts. Mm. So to go and listen to someone that's like growing, I'm like, oh, I like this. You know what I mean? So that was one. And then two, I didn't expect anything to come out of it, but an episode. So going into it and when we all started talking, it's like, oh, you do that too? Oh, he do that too? It was like, (laughs) we just all had so much in common. It wasn't just me and you. It was Tevin and Dante. And I'm like, bro, like that's our twin couple that's miles and miles away. (laughs) But the other thing that stood out is, I don't know if you've ever heard that saying, like, well, I know you have, like no new friends. Yeah. And it's like. For years, I was a firm believer of that. Like, stick to who you been with. Like, you you don't step outside of that. But as me and you both know, I've told you, like, I don't even have any of my old friends anymore as of recently. Mm -hmm. So it's like kind of starting over in a sense. Yeah. In this adulthood. And it's like you're damn near 30 talking about something. I need some new friends. Oh, girl. Where does that? Like, how do you do that? (laughs) So since it naturally formed, I was grateful because I don't know how to make new friends. That's a whole topic in itself because I think that women in general, black women, they pit us against each other so much anyway. So it's like normally when I try to meet new people, it's like they're reading me trying to figure out like what's my true intention. And it's mm-hmm. like, sis, I just want to let you know your hair is real cute and I'm I'm good. But black women have we I feel like a lot of black women automatically have a guard up. So then when they meet someone that sort of matches them it catches them off guard absolutely I, i'm i'm black women because yeah. that's me it's you like know? whoa you says you sure you don't want my man like you sure or like you're why not are you jealous? being so nice to exactly. me exactly what do you want Ooh, can we normalize just being nice to our good sis just because we you know to. it's tuesday or whatever we need to <laughs> just because your weave is laid like i, I need to compliment yes. you on that and it'd be okay yes and also since we're on the subject it's okay for you to give your stylist number like i just had a this just it's off topic y'all we gonna get back but why is it so hard for other black women to give black women their stylist number or information like you don't want your stylist to eat is that it even where you got your outfit from you could be like oh those are nice shoes where you get them oh girl i um somewhere online where girl just you know where you got them from because you gonna order again it's just petty but you got the email sis you got the confirmation give me the god i i but it go back to what you said i think it's that like defense Mm -hmm. we're against each other type of mentality and we gotta break that so. so we really out here breaking like curses so kudos to us for being so cool fast forward to them her and her husband tevin hey tevin they are on their anniversary. They've been married for a year. And so you guys went to like Ohio or something first. And I'm on the phone with Risa just FaceTiming y'all. And she was like, well, shoot, we can really come to Florida. 
And I was like, say less. I'm looking up Priceline tickets not knowing. Just like. Smiling hard, y'all. <laughs> she was in love with me, too. I'm just trying to tell y'all. Facts, 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 But so we found a ticket. The ticket was cheap as ever. And like five minutes after saying that, she had booked the ticket. And they were on their way to Florida. And y'all, it's, they came on Thursday, and it's been so cool. Like, thank you so much, Risa, for being here. And let's get into this conversation. All right. So, like I said, I've been chilling. Like, I've been trying to get my mind together for the past couple weeks, months. Um, I've had a lot going on, some good, some bad. And over the next few weeks, we will talk about it. Not but bad, just lessons, correct? Lessons, period. Lessons. And I want to share that with you guys, but it's going to take me some time to get into it. But I want to start off first by just checking in because COVID is still here. We've experienced so much death, so much grief, loss, mourning over the past couple of weeks. And, you know, we've experienced some good things, too. So I think yeah. it's, it's just appropriate for us to go ahead and check in and y'all can get to know Risa a little bit. So let's get into it, Risa. Where you want to start, girl? Oh, um, let's talk about Wakanda forever. Let's start there. I, I think, you know, last night me and Kiera and the guys was having a game night and yeah. it just My got real behind. serious. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's why you don't have your phones out. Like y'all, when you playing games and stuff, like just put your cell phones on the floor because I was like, we're on an intermediate, we're in a, what, a break from playing Uno and I picked up my phone and the first thing I saw was that Chadwick died. And that broke me. Like, Risa, you could tell him. I was like, Yeah, shook. she was done. Mind you guys, I went to the bathroom. So to come back, I didn't know what the conversation was like. And then they all look at me and show me the phone. I'm just like, wow. Yo. Like, what? Let's, t- <laughs> like, and people don't understand because I'm not even, like, I'm an emotional person, but, like, celebrities don't really phase me because it's like, oh, you know, we don't know them. But Chadwick, Black Panther, T'Challa. We knew his impact is what we oh knew. Oh, my God. And it's like, he he was the man. He represented so much for us, like, on screen, off screen, his advocacy, his, his like, real genuine passion and love for his craft. Mm-hmm. Like, the people that he portrayed in his movies. The first black superhero that I've ever seen, that our, you know, children have ever seen. I think you said something very powerful last night. You were saying, like, like can we live? And it was so Ugh. much deeper than just him because you're like, rather we're being killed or we're being sick or, we're, like, mm. we're just dying. Yeah. And, it like, that hit home because you look around and you're like, it's not just the gun violence. It's not just the police brutality. It's like black people have these health issues. Everything. And they're dying before they're even considered old you know 43 years old and Kiera I tried not to laugh at her last night y'all because she brought up Betty Betty White (laughs) and she was like like she like 80 like no shade because Betty White is like 107 at this point but she is still alive (laughs) yeah and meanwhile we're losing like like unscathed and we've lost Kobe in his prime T'Challa Chadwick 43 years old yeah and not to mention all the other people that we've lost due to police brutality in itself. Like we can't even live our lives, y'all. Like if it ain't if it's not the police, it's 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 the neighbor. You know what I'm saying? If it's not the neighbor, it's it's 
it's literally life. Like we got a whole bunch of stuff against us. Yeah. And it's it's just I feel like I said this today on Facebook too. I was like, man, to be black right now is to be in a constant state of mourning. Yes. Whether it's for people that we know or people that we don't know, we we're hashtags every day. It's a new person that has passed murdered. You know, due to police brutality, things that could have easily been prevented are escalated for us. And it's just, it's really disgusting, y'all. And it's draining. Yes. I find myself a lot of days now, which obviously we'll get into this topic too, but I'm mentally tired all the time. Just lately, like, I'll get up, I could have the most best rest in the world and I still wake up tired. Oh yeah, it's a it's a mental thing, Your you know. Mind, yeah. And it's just going like you see, we're constantly being exposed. We're constantly thinking about these things. You're married to a black man, just like I am. Right. So it's like, you know, Tevin's like, I'm gonna go do X, Y, Z, and I'm like, well, you know, be careful. You Girl, know, saying come back soon. Like, don't don't be gone too long. Yeah. I shouldn't have to think about that. Exactly. You know, because Sally' husband is you know running the streets every day, and ain't nobody concerned about him. Cause he gonna come home. He gonna come home. He gonna be fine. I'm like, text me when you get there. Share your location. Absolutely. Um, take a picture of the damn street. Like whatever. Like I then need you checking in on stuff you shouldn't even check on. He golfing. You like y'all good out there? Exactly. Why we gotta do that? So it's like that constant state of anxiety for me. Yeah. Of just like always worrying. And I know you're not supposed to live your life like that, but yeah. I mean, my God. So just Chadwick for me, that just represented. It just represented more than him. And the fact that he didn't even tell anybody that he was fighting colon cancer is another. It just speaks to his grace. Yes. You know what I mean? It just. Ugh. It speaks to him being a regular human. You yeah. know, everything. They already live in the light. So I was reading a lot of statements where it's like, we didn't even know. You weren't supposed to. Mm. Like, as entitled as you feel to him, the people that knew were the ones that were supposed to know. Right. Like, you know. So, yeah, it was heartbreaking, but I, I do admire how he handled that because it would have changed how he handled those roles. Yeah. It would have changed how he made those appearances, mm-hmm. and he knew that. So I just think he was very, very strong in yes, that aspect, yes, you know? Yes, yes. Um, And that's something that we should appreciate, definitely. Woo. Let us just breathe, y'all. We're going to get through this, and I think that – one thing that has been super helpful is just remembering the good parts. Like, I mean, we got Black Panther forever. We can always go back and watch that. And also decompressing from Instagram because every time someone passes, especially a celebrity, like you, every other post is that celebrity. And it's, it's it can be overload for me. Mm-hmm. You know, for a lot of people. So it's like, you know, don't be afraid to just turn your phone off during that time and just really get some meditating in or just some silence, you know, so you can be with your own thoughts for a minute. I just like to throw out for, you know, I hate like social media and yeah. it hasn't been my thing. And I know in order to do the podcast, I have to kind of be more involved. But it's like realize that you don't have to live on there either. Like post your stuff and go. (laughs) Yeah, live your. A lot of times I do like live your normal life because when these moments do happen, if you're already living that normal life, it's kind of easier for you to detach versus feeling like you're obligated to keep scanning and looking. So normalize living your life without that. Sometimes Um, it's important. No, that's good. It's important. Now, I know that we talked about Chadwick, but you also experienced your own loss over the last few weeks. I still cry so often. Um, I mean, so It's fresh, sis. Very fresh. Um, 
which points to why Kira is still such a dope person to me. So um, <laughs> I lost my dad August 2nd. Mm. And um, try to get through it without crying. It's okay <laughs> if you do. Um, when me and Kira first started talking, I don't know. I like naturally. And this is how I knew. I'm like, I don't normally just talk about. Like, I'm a transparent person. Mm-hmm. Transparent person. But when it's stuff that's like super close to me, I don't get into detail like that and so i instantly was telling kira like all the stuff i had been doing for him Mm -hmm. so long story short guys um i decided to fight for um guardianship of my father so here i am 27 my dad's in his 60s not an old man Mm -hmm. um and i'm going through the courts fighting for guardianship and um he just had like all these health issues and the healthcare world isn't the nicest especially when it comes to them being in like um facilities and such so when he had these issues going on they kind of shut me down from knowing information and that's when I felt it was more about the money so I kind of kicked it in gear so that little mature girl had to come out and handle business Mm -hmm. but um I went through the process for about two months and I had finally got my dad to the same city as me and I was starting to get him like all this um care and then he kind of just died like Mm -hmm. It, it sounds like, no, he didn't just kind of die, but he did. Like, he had all these, you name it, he had it. Whatever black health issues black people have, mm-hmm. he had it, including congestive heart failure. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the main things I focused on. Like, you know, if his heart gives out, he he's done. But I would have never thought that my dad would end up brain dead. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here I am three weeks later still pondering on how we went from sitting having a conversation laughing to the next day I'm rushing him to emergency yeah so um last night hit differently for me too because it's like you know you see these people that make an impact whether you know them personally or not Mm -hmm. and you realize how it really hits home so for me like I was a daddy's girl growing up so um my dad was a drug addict so Mm -hmm. he was in and out for a long time so I got him to the position where I'm like, we're about to get this back. You know, you get to experience <laughs> my husband with me. Yeah. And then he just dies. So it's a lot of emotion that goes along with that. It's a lot of confusion. I think the best way I can describe it is I'm like a little girl in an adult's body right now. Mm. You know, like I think about all these what ifs as a little girl. That That's was just one of her dad. Exactly. So it's uh it's been very hard and it's even worse. Like you don't realize how COVID really impacts everything. Mm-hmm. Like um, when I was in the hospital with them, I couldn't have comfort. No one could be with me. Mm. So I was in the hospital for three days by myself. Tevin and my mom's like calling, you need anything? Hey, you need to leave and eat. You know, you, you have to go. And I'm like, no, like I have to be here because who's going to be here with him? Wow, that's you know, so no one could go into the hospital until they determined there was nothing else he could they could do for him. Mm -hmm. So that alone was kind of mentally challenging for me. I didn't have anybody to kind of look over at and be like, hey, like this is hard. Yeah. You know, and then I think the other thing was when we had his funeral, nobody could really come. Mm -hmm. So what what type of homegoing is it? And you look, and it's like five people in a room. Yeah. You know? So it, it's been hard. Really, really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I can just say, I like you said, I met you 
during this time. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I I came into your life when you were pretty much trying to figure out how to maneuver your life, you know, with your dad now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I watched you kind of go from just, you know, I don't know, I'm so frustrated trying to figure everything out to, like, oh, girl, I got this, I got that. Like, I'm, you know, I'm getting everything ready for my dad. You guys are looking for a house. You had, you know, decided to let your dad stay with you in the home. And it just, you know, it seemed like everything was was planning out nicely. And then so to be hit with such a blow of losing your dad mm-hmm. um, and, and really in a in a short notice, honestly, yeah. because it <laughs> when, even when you told me that, I was like, huh? It didn't what? make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think, though, you know, as a believer, you know, when we pray, you have to understand that God's will is always going to be done. Yes. So even when I would pray about my dad, it was never like, keep him living, keep him going, mm-hmm. God. It was like, make him okay. Mm-hmm. That can mean anything. Yeah. So I remember when they first told us that there was nothing else they could do for my dad, I was screaming in the parking ramp to my mom, like, why would God allow me to do all these things mm. and then take him, you know? And I understand my mis- mission. Like, I understand it was my job to get him to a position where God could transition him safely yeah. and where he was happy. But to me, it's like wow. I suffered for him no longer to suffer. Mm-hmm. And I'm still wrapping my mind around that. Wow. So, um, you know, God does truly work in mysterious ways, definitely. That's a whole word. And I think, and I told you this during that time, just that, you know, you, you, if something were to happen to your dad and you did not have those weeks that you had with him, this would hit so different for you. Definitely. But you know that you did everything that you could for him and your mindset was on taking care of your dad. And I think that you needed that time to be able to one, reconnect with him, mm-hmm. you know, see him in a better spirit. Um, and just be there for him and get a little piece of that daddy-daughter time that you didn't get. So Definitely. I'm proud that you had that time. And I was, like, rooting for you the whole time. You know that. I was trying mm-hmm. to get the land, sing my own stuff. <laughs> trying to get there, girl. She didn't know where she was going, <laughs> but she was looking for flights, y'all. <laughs> but that just speaks to your growth. Like you said, you were, you know, you felt you feel like a little girl. In a grown woman body, but girl, you grown, baby, yeah. and you did it, you know. And you're, it's, it's gonna be a road. It's, it's a journey to your healing. And yeah. grief hits different from everyone in general. So just know that you're always have support from me, from Tevin, from your folks. So mm-hmm. we're here for you, and I'm, I'm excited to see what this will bring because. What, is, what does the Bible say? Weeping men do f- endure for a night. We don't know how many nights. Right. But joy, but joy comes in the morning. Yeah. And I think just a spinoff from that is like, let's talk about support. Yeah. You know, one of the things that, and I actually tweeted about this last night. I was like, I need an interactive diary. So I started my Twitter back up last Ooh, night. Yes. But um, I'm such a supportive person mm-hmm. that while I'm going through this, I feel guilty for not being able to support others. Oh, and no. And it's that pour from a, you can't pour from an empty yeah. cup type of deal. But it's like, I've never needed support the way I do now. So mm-hmm. that's foreign for me. I'm a very, I got this, I'm mm-hmm. handle it. Not the super woman mentality, but just the, I've never had room to have support. Mm-hmm. So I'm used to pick it up, get it together, you know, 
get where you need to go. Yeah. But now it's like, I can honestly say I need the support and I recognize that, but I have those moments where I'll see someone close to me going through and I'm instantly like, what you need? Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, well, you can't do that right now. Right. You don't even have the capacity for real. Exactly. But I feel like I do. And then until I'm in a corner somewhere crying, I'm like, oh, maybe I don't have this yet. Right. You know? So just knowing it's okay not to be okay. Mm, it's a, a whole nother world for me right yeah. now. And it's, it's facts. Like, we've talked about that a lot on this podcast with knowing when it's t- your time to say no, you know, and being okay with that. Because if I'm not okay, uh, how am I going to help you be okay? Right. I'm going to get ran into the ground. That's not sisterhood, y'all. So I think that that's a lesson in itself. Definitely. And can I share with you what you, what you taught me through this? Yes. Girl, so when you were going through all this stuff with your dad, like, y'all don't know this about me, but I did not know my dad until, like, a year ago, basically, and really didn't start getting to know him until a couple months ago, and that's something I'll probably talk about on another episode, Yeah. but um, with you, like, going through everything with your dad and just saying, like, oh my gosh, like, being excited about it and then having to, you know bury him and stuff like girl you lit a fire in me and I was like dang I would hate for that to happen where I just you know meet my dad and then not at least try to build a relationship with him Mm -hmm. and so with that like at first I was like "Uh, you know it's okay like I'm grown like he can't really give me you know Mm -hmm. anything because I'm an adult I don't technically I don't need anything you know from him um but I do, you know, I want a relationship with my dad. And Absolutely. I think that, you know, it's it's okay to to say that as an adult. And I, I haven't even told him this. So this <laughs> if he hears this, he's going to be like, what? You talking about me? Because he listened to the podcast. So, hey. That's lit. <laughs> but through that, I learned, like, it is important to build those relationships. Because, yeah, I didn't have him, you know, throughout my entire life but man what a blessing i get to have him now and Mm -hmm. get to know who he is and sort of you know him as a person Mm -hmm. and i think that that's worth it you know it is i think sometimes we get so caught up on like the early years we're like he didn't see this he didn't see that but for me like it was so important to me that my dad got to see me in this chapter like i'm a wife I want to be a mom. So I was thinking like, you didn't, you might've missed some of that other stuff, but you'll get to see me be a mom. That's a whole, I don't know what I'm doing, but you seen me through as a baby, (laughs) you know, like it's just different or, you know, you get to see me progress in my career field. Like those are still moments that you can share with your dad. So I do think it's very important to take that step and just see where it goes. Like, what do you have to lose? And that's what I was thinking. Like, okay, you you don't, like, I should know more than anyone that you don't need a whole, like, relationships don't require a whole lot of stuff. It just requires transparency, love, genuine love and conversation. And and that's what I really need to get. You know, like, I don't, I don't need you to, you know, pay for me for anything. I, I got that. Right. But just the the fact that I have someone that is related to me that oh just happens to be my dad. That's dope. And you know we can just build from there. I think it's it, it was necessary. And had I met him sixteen years ago or whatever when I was sixteen, 
I may not have had the same mindset then. You know what I mean? So you like ev- everything, yeah, facts. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been a little bitter, probably. <laughs> probably like, where was you at? Nah, it's it's a unique situation, but um, I'm I'm thankful, and you brought that to light. So thank you for. Girl, thanks for being you and just being so transparent because if you would have never shared any of this with me or if even if our relationship didn't go past just the podcast, why, why am I getting... Let's move on. <laughs> y'all know she be crying. I'm telling y'all she in love with me. She in love with me. Um, Next. <laughs> I think the other thing is let's talk about, you know the transition with covid like you know today we tried to really hang but it's a lot of stuff that people aren't comfortable doing and that's impact i don't know about you but for me sometimes it's a little discouraging you know like there's only so much you can do in the house so trying to mourn and trying to find things to do to kind of like help with that all I got is my four walls a lot. And mm. that gets to be really heavy. So yeah. I don't know about you, but how are you doing with that? No, like I got so sick and tired of being in the house. Like I'm still tired, even though we are able to go out a little bit more now. Like you, st- everything is like, nah, bro, that's, you know. That's crowded. Yeah, like <laughs> it's too crowded. Places where last year we wouldn't have thought twice about being in those spaces. Now it's like you got to question everything. Yeah. But um, I think that's why I needed to take a break because I just felt like every day was so just the same. I mean, surprisingly up until the point of my dad dying, I, it wasn't so bad for me, Mm -hmm. but now I crave, like I'm, I need something, you know, like not, I don't believe in distracting from your healing or anything like that, Yeah. but it's like at the same time, you can't just sit in it. And with this, it's not quarantine anymore, I guess, but with COVID Social being in distancing. place, yeah, it's just you can't go to a, at least in Michigan, you can't go to the movies. The theaters aren't open, mm. so it's like little things like that where you're like, "Don't nobody want to go see a movie." I've been wanting to do those things, <laughs> like you know, I, I'm just looking for something mm. more than my journal, more than FaceTime yeah. or talking to Tevin. Like I need to you physically want some action. Yeah, I need to do something. So yeah. I think. COVID's kind of messed with that process too a little bit. The healing process, I should say. And you know, that's real. And I think where people get it misconstrued, because I know that I've posted on on Instagram a few times about just like, you know, how are you coping with COVID? And I think that some people interpret that as, you know, being negative or like, oh, everything's going wrong. You know, there's nothing good that's happening to me. And I was like, that happened to me a few times. And I was like, man, am I saying it wrong? Because I don't want to make it seem like that because COVID has been a blessing in so many ways for me and my family. And so it's like, you can't, but it's also been kind of crazy too. So bad things have happened as well. And I think that for me is always important to acknowledge both. Yeah. And so when we talk about this COVID check-in, it's not just, oh my God, y'all, like, yes, nobody's lights got cut off. You know what I'm saying? Nobody was, you know, eating a ravioli out of a can. Right. Every People made money during this time, but mentally, how has it been for me? Draining as ever. Mm-hmm. Like not going stir crazy. My anxiety has been up and down, up and down, up and down. Mm-hmm. I go to therapy. My therapist has like taught me so much about grounding myself and just like 
journaling or whatever but it's important to address both and i would never like i think i have a different idea behind it because during covid i was able to talk to people who were actually going through for real Mm -hmm. and so i just think it's a bit insensitive to just come and say girl everything's been going so good like i got a new job and girl bought a new car and my house upgraded Mm -hmm. like that's crazy and I hate when people do that online. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not I'm not a hater by far, but I do not like that because I think that you have to read the room. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you might have got all this, but Sally ain't get all that. Mm-hmm. Sally is struggling. And it's like, even, even if all those good things did happen, let's be honest, we all had a moment where mentally we yes. had to reset. Yes. So I think maybe instead of like, how are you coping with COVID? Maybe how are you adjusting? Because it's an entire life change. Like it didn't feel like at first, I know for me, like the first three weeks, I'm like, oh, vacation. Like I don't have to go in the office. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I can work from home, bet. But then you realize that home and work is the same thing all of a sudden. Right. That's a problem for me. It's still a problem. So now I'm trying to find ways to still like work and like my house in the same breath. (laughs) So I think the adjusting part is is the thing yeah the mental adjustment i should say right it wasn't always it wasn't sunshine and roses every day sis like let's be clear you know whether you say it or not we know you know what thinking of that let's talk about some of the craziest things that have happened to you during this time like what is one of the craziest funny things that has happened to you during the past few months of social distancing slash covid um wow i know i'm thinking about it now too like dang so much stuff has happened (laughs) i uh, do i don't oh okay it's not super crazy but it was random it it just shows you take stuff for granted so one day a little off the wall thing about me i pee frequently like once I sip something, they're like, okay, girl, I got to go to the bathroom. And it gets on Seven's nerves. So I don't know if you noticed the other day, he was like, did you go to the bathroom? Oh, like, yeah. I was a kid. Mm. Like, because the moment we get in the car, I'm like, oh, like, I really got to go. Oh, man. So this one day, we're, like, riding in the car, and we were on our way somewhere, and the place ended up being closed, but I was banking on it being open because I was going to go to the restroom yeah. there. So... Tevin, I look over, I'm like, babe, I really have to pee. He's like, okay, like, we'll stop at this cutie, which is a local store in Mm. Lansing. Mm. We stopped there, no restroom. So then I'm like, oh, it's a McDonald's down the street. Like, let's go there. Bathroom locked. Oh, man. And it just got to the point, like, Tevin started running lights, trying to find somewhere where I could use the bathroom. Oh, my. Like, he's like, it's not a bottle in the car. He's like, I can pull to the side. And, like, it's an old shirt in the back. Like, you just going to have to do your thing. Like, but it made you realize that, like, you went from being able to stop anywhere to go to the restroom to, like, no place. No place. So it was, it kind of hit home then. Like, damn, this where we at in the world? Yeah. Like, the restroom closed? I can't closed? use the bathroom? <laughs> Dang. That's like, crazy. I was red in the face. Like, I had to pee so bad. Wow. That is not a feeling that I love. So I get that. Hello. So I think, I think that's one of the craziest things in the past few weeks. Like, shit really be closed. Facts. I just thought about it. Mine is funny though. Like you had some like lessons learned type deal. Like this is this is just straight what the heck, right? <laughs> so <laughs> like I told y'all, me and Dante have been trying to ride our bikes in the morning. Girl, so 
we get it's like seven o'clock in the morning we riding you know it's dew on the grass it might have rained the night before so you know the road is a little slick you know what i'm saying so we're just doing our thing going around we like went out long story short we were like at a four stop light <sighs> y'all oh wait that's not even the first thing so i fell i was waiting for you <laughs> i knew you had to fall at some point <laughs> So wait, but the first the first time I fell, I fell twice in the same the same thing. So Go the first home. time <laughs> we were too far. So I fell across the street, uh, riding across the street um, at a four way stop sign, and so everybody like saw me like get, get off the bike. At that point, I had just kind of I knew I was falling, so I like jumped off a little bit. And I didn't hit the ground. I was just like, oh, shoot. Like, my bike fell. <laughs> it took a little time. Well, I was embarrassed because I just knew everybody just stopped and took pictures of me. I don't know. And so then we kept right. I was like, dang, you know, I was a little shaken up about it. But I was like, you know, we're going to keep good. going. Girl, go up the road. It's a four-way light. So we got to wait for the man to, you know, the little white uh, cartoon or whatever it's called, the white signal that says you can walk. Girl, so at this point, it's cars at every stoplight because it's 7.30 in the morning and people are going to work. work, I crossed the street on my bike and the sidewalk got like a little sharp corner and I tried to turn that corner. Girl fell off the bike. I mean, off the bike. Dante said it looked like I jumped off trying to cover a grenade. He was like, (laughs) you leaped off that bike. And I, when I got, like, I jumped through the bike to the left, fell to the right. I jumped up right. <laughs> Girl, skip my elbow. I had dirt from on my chin, on my clothes, like, everything. I was wet because it, the grass was wet, the dirt. Child, I, I, like, I probably need a tetanus shot now because that grass was high. It was, like, just go <laughs> I wanted to just walk the bike home at the point but i didn't realize i was low-key hurt like my elbow is not funny but a simple bike ride <laughs> but i i was so embarrassed because you know when you fall you want to get up real quick and then you know you kind of look around and see like who looking who looking yo i made eye contact with a lady that was like <laughs> waiting for the light to go and i know her light was green and she was just sitting there and i look and we made eye contact and i was so i was like please so as soon as i like looked at her she looked at me like and then we just both ran off like Dante was like oh my gosh and he wasn't making it any better because i was just like he was like you good i'm like i'm good like let's just go made it down the street i'm like dang i got all this dirt it's like the adrenaline was high so that's a, that was so crazy and now i'm like low-key scared to fall off my bike again so now when we have to cross the street i get off my bike and walk it <laughs> I'm, I'm probably i'm not judging but damn i get off the bike i hop off that thing and walk it across the street and then hop back on. I don't care. Like, y'all not finna catch me like that no more. Cause I know somebody took a picture. Cause oh, I feel hard as ever. You easily was like one of those <laughs> meme videos. Like, easily. 
it takes Dante to show you how I fell, but I'm surprised you didn't bring that up when we got here. I forgot, girl. I'm trying to let it go. I mean, look, my you see, you see it. Oh yeah, you got. I got a whole scab. Like, <laughs> can you ride a bike? Let's start. No, just Are you able? Let's start there. So pray for me, y'all, because I gotta keep riding. I don't pay for this bike now. Yeah. I gotta ride it. So and I mean, it's a good form of exercise. Like I don't know about you, but. When COVID started, baby, the, the goals went out the window fast. Quarantine 15, that thing is real. Very, very real. I'm up here looking a little bit different, but what we're not going to do is shame ourselves, okay? We're not. I ate good, period. Every day. <laughs> Too good, actually. And some. <laughs> Tevin's like, you don't deny yourself for nothing. Mm. For what? We live in, if, if they have taught, if, if this has not taught us anything, like I said, it's taught us to live our lives to the fullest. It, so, something just sparked. I'm going to eat some crabs. Go ahead. So, I don't know about you, but um, I didn't come, it wasn't that my family wasn't affectionate, mm-hmm. but it was more like tough love type of mentality a little bit. Yeah. And I know for me, during this whole COVID, like, I will love everybody to death. Like, mm-hmm. we could be on the phone. I'm going to tell you about five times. All right. You said we're going to talk next week. All right. Love you. All right, love you. L- love you. But you it's say. like, you just don't know, you know? So, I guess I would ask, like, how has that changed some of your relationships, mm. you know, during this time? Like, ooh. It's, it's been good and bad. Like, this time has given me a lot of time to just reflect on my relationships and um i've been able to build more with my friends and like building that sisterhood and that connection and also you know not talking to some people Mm -hmm. um that i thought were you know should have been a part of my sisterhood that actually aren't Mm -hmm. and kind of like separating that you know um but i know that in that same time it's it's been hard because the way that i communicate with people the way that I learned to communicate is not something that I was taught and I'm learning a lot of people weren't taught that way so our relationships have shifted because I know me now I know my voice now Mm -hmm. and sometimes that can be hard for another person to accept and so I think communication with myself has been amazing me learning what I actually like and what I don't like is awesome but at the expense of me knowing who I am uh, that affects you know some relationships absolutely in you know not so positive ways so it's like a it's a yin and a yang definitely i definitely can relate to that too um that's kind of where i was going like i remember when covid first started i was texting everybody like every day like how you doing mm-hmm. what's up you know one of my favorite questions was um are you still working because at that point i'm ready to send you something if you're not mm. you know what i mean but i noticed that some of the love didn't come back my way. And mm-hmm. it wasn't that you owed it to me or I, like I expected it, but it did put things in perspective. Like maybe sometime you are too caring to people that don't mm. care enough about you, you know? Yeah. And it kind of shifted that dynamic for me too, where it's like now I'm talking to more people versus not talking to some other yeah. people. But I need you to love on me the way I'm going to love on you. Yeah. Or it's not going to really work, you know? Yeah, but, same. Reciprocation is definitely key in any relationship. And if COVID has is, is taught us a lot about that, um, because where I would probably usually see these people more often, 
COVID has prevented me from doing that. So what does the love look like now? Exactly. You know, obviously it was just convenient, but if you really care, my number ain't changed since. Yeah. Convenient. Like when it's not all dressed up, what is it? Necking and raw. You Mm. know, what what is that? And I realized a lot of it was just, you have stuff in common with people. It's Mm. not necessarily that you have like a genuine relationship. We just happen to vibe on a couple things. Yeah. But when we can't do those things, then what? Yeah, what do you have then? And it's not to say, because I see these little things on Facebook, too, and Instagram, where they say, like, um, oh, don't take it personally if people, you know, don't talk to you. Or, you know, they could be going through their own thing, too, or whatever. Which, yes, I understand that. Because there was a point in time where I turned my phone off for, like, a week. Just, like, to just get my mind. So, it's not that, like, in my mind with with the folks that that I had to shift with, it wasn't like, oh, they're not talking to me. It's just like, you know, we're both going through whatever right now. And maybe it's best that we just, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I don't want you to hurt my feelings. Like, let's just call it even and be, you know, whatever. But I think that to kind of, like, challenge that, that thought process of we're we're all going through stuff okay nobody really i'm not saying nobody but most people don't want to be alone in their stuff you know what i mean so it's like yes sis you're going through stuff and so am i but this is where the sisterhood comes in this is where that friendship that relationship that communication is supposed to happen because i'm going through stuff sis and i don't want to go through it by myself or you know i would love to be able to bounce some information off of you and vice versa so it's kind of like i understand the people that say that because i can be that person but when it is time to go back and reconnect like says this is what i had going on like i I feel like it's communication it's a communication thing i think it's also a level of trust and a level of interpretation because a lot of times um when people go through they feel alone They feel like it's just me. Mm -hmm. And I I feel like that. Like, everybody I'm surrounded by hasn't lost a parent yet. Yeah. So, a lot of times I'm like, mentally I feel alone. I have all this physical support. But mentally I'm like, nobody gets it. Mm -hmm. And it's not you know, shame or shade towards anyone else, but that's like the reality. And I think sometimes we go through that in our moments. Like, well, I'm just the only one going through. Yeah. But I think if you trust the person enough to kind of open up, you might open up to a whole different level exactly. of healing because that person already went through or they can relate, but we don't give that a chance. We just automatically be like, I'm fucked up. I'm, I'm out. Yeah. I, I don't want to talk to nobody. Yeah. So I think if we kind of learn to work on that a little bit more, we won't always have to, the, the mental toll won't be so heavy. Yeah. Facts. Because you can lean on the people that do care about you. Once you identify who those people are, then it'll be easy for you to lean on them and for you guys to be whatever you need for each other. So I understand that, that thought of, Oh, you know, we all got our own stuff going on, but I also understand communication and relationships and wanting to be able to communicate with someone that you care about and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So, I get it, y'all, but not really. So <laughs> let's let's get that together. Oh God. Woo. Uh, I feel like this was a good check in. Uh, I do. What do you think? I think so. I mean, like you said, it's a lot of good. And can we shine some of? The, we've talked a lot about like the trials, but oh, a yeah. couple good things during. Yes, let's talk about that. Girl, I had an interview. Hey, I don't know where it's going, but I'm saying that to say. 
if y'all looking for a job the time is now but <laughs> no, no for real um it came it was a complete shocker but mm-hmm. it came you know a few weeks well like a week or so after my dad passed and mm-hmm. it's like it just proves there's light and storms too yeah you know Facts. but um that was one good thing for me money bad money bad money bad hey <laughs> Congrats on that, sis. I already know you got the job, so that's just what it is. Mm, don't talk like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, some good the stuff. Really, some good stuff that has happened to me. Um, let me see. Where can I start? Well, I got an internship at the VA, which was my number one place for my internship. Um, because I'm going into my third semester, of my second year. What is that? Is that, is that? I'm going into my second year, third semester of social work, my MSW. So to get my number one pick for the internship is amazing because I feel like I'm going to learn so much there. Um, of course, we got the sisterhood shirts popping and y'all low-key trying to sell me out, which I love. Like, go ahead and make my stock zero, period. Shout out, sisters. <laughs> hey, y'all. And I just want to also say that although a lot of people have been struggling where I feel so blessed is that we have lacked nothing during this time Amen. you know what I mean Amen. and I think it's important to be appreciative of that because there are so many people that have lost so much and that God still provides for us even in the midst of a pandemic yes. um, that's something to be you know appreciated and treasured because that's not everyone's story so I'm thankful to be alive at this point. <laughs> like, that's the best thing. So, yeah, y'all. It's been it's been quite a road, but I'm so excited to be back. Um, I promise I'm going to give you some good content. Now, I will say that I don't know if I'm going to do continue to do every week, every episodes every week. I think I might go to bi-weekly. Um, just to give me a little bit of time because your girl is in school, y'all, and it's getting real, real rough out here in these I trenches. <laughs> so we might be, you know, slowing down on that part, but the realness won't stop. I just want to say thanks again, Risa, for being here. Let's talk about your podcast. Wow. So <sighs> it's funny how you have a vision and then you realize the vision doesn't fit what the real vision is Mm, and what i mean by that is kiera knows when we met i was gun hold on this whole marriage podcast but i found a old write-up that i did for a blog site and it was it's like four years old and it embodied everything that i want the Mm -hmm. podcast to shine light on and what i realized was i was zoning in on the wrong thing like, mm-hmm. I'm able to be a wife today because of all the trials and tribulations mm-hmm. that I endured and I'm still enduring. Yes. So the focus was wrong. So now the podcast that I'm getting ready to launch after revamping is more so it's going to be very themed. So it's just focusing on getting people together and talking about those different things. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the things that I told Kira about is, um, you know, let's talk I do fuck up. You know, mm. a lot of times we will own everybody else's faults, tell them about them. But yes. it's like, where did you go wrong? Mm-hmm. You know, let, let's let talk about it because it made us who we are. So things like that is what I'm going to get into. And, you know, just bring a lot of different flavor to you guys with a lot of different people because hey. we all got a story. Yes, so. we do. I'm so excited for your podcast. I hope I can be featured. Oh, my gosh. Oh, That's a no-brainer. <laughs> Quit playing. Quit playing. Well, thank you, Risa, so much for being here. 
What a blessing. Y'all, I done found me a whole sister friend. Hello, twin. <laughs> twin, twin, twin. <laughs> no, thank you for having me and getting me out of my shell, you know? Hey, you're a natural. Podcast gonna be lit, period. <laughs> well, thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode of For Realness Sake. I'm so excited to be back in action with y'all. And I guess I'll see you on the next one. Oh, don't forget to follow me on Instagram, y'all, at 4.realness.sake. I need to see you because I'm posting videos, I'm posting memes, I'm posting cute pictures, and I know you want to see my smile. Hey. (laughs) Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you.